Welcome back to the Impenetrable Fortress podcast. I'm Alan Jackway. Sitting next to me, Mr. James Bennell. How are you, James? I'm doing well. How are you, Alan? I'm pretty good. We're back in the regular studio, just the two of us. Kind of, you know, fortressing up, if yeah. you will, for the playoffs. Exactly. And I uh, I know we normally start this segment with some nonsense, but I want to I wanna just celebrate us a little bit. Yeah. And let me tell you why. I was in our playoffs last week yes and i was it's halfway through the one o'clock games and i was not doing great i was like oh this sucks and then it gave me an alert saying that craig robertson who'd been one of my best tacklers from new orleans was not gonna play oh no this is a bummer i did not plan for this i did not realize that was a possibility because he kind of looked like he was gonna play before so I go to the waiver wire and i say who can i pick up i said kwiatkowski aha but alas playing in the one o'clock games oh rats then i said who else did we recommend and we had recommended keith tandy i picked up keith tandy at the safety position stuck him in managed to move people around to make that work and uh picked up a solid like 20 points oh boy and won of course and i also would have won if i had played kwiatkowski who got nine points which is less but still Good for someone you could pick up the day of your playoff game. Yeah. Potentially. Outstanding. Which is to say that we finally did it. We finally <laughs> made it, Alan. With two weeks to go, we finally got but it. But we did it when it counted, and that was the important thing. James, I feel like I haven't gone first in a long time, mostly because we've been having guests going and I haven't been going at all. Yeah. So I'm going to go first this time. We are doing two of the four teams that we have left for the year. We are doing Dallas and the New York Giants. That's right. And I will be specifically doing Dallas. So here we go. They say great teams are built from the line. And in real life, they're doing just fine. But other than Lee and a pair of safeties, there just isn't enough playing time. Oh, so that was good. Dallas is an interesting team, and it it more or less fit what I expected to find with this team, which is that they have had more than like a game less snaps total to go around than teams at the top of that particular <laughs> metric. Oh it's boy. Like, San Francisco 49ers, or even your team, in fact, the New York Giants. Yeah, 894 plays against Dallas Cowboys, 805. Now, that's not the worst in the league, and they are, you know, their yards per play number is actually pretty much middle of the pack. It's in, it's sort of not great, but they let up so many fewer plays that their total yards number is pretty decent, um, because, of course, they have this awesome offensive line, and they just run and run and run, and the, the game doesn't go. Yeah. And, in addition, they don't get very many turnovers. They have 14 on the year, which puts them tied for 23rd in the league with a bunch of teams. So you could also say they're tied for 26th in the league. That's fair. (laughs) Um, And the result is that you pretty much are only getting points from tackles, and those tackles are pretty much going to Sean Lee, who's got a ton of them. (laughs) He had 18 last week, and he's already up to 130 with three games to go wow um but it says here he could go without an interception for the first time in his career look at that 
And as they said, not very many turnovers. Yeah. But he's getting enough tackles that you're happy with Sean Lee regardless. The next best players by, well, I guess there's a defensive tackle, but the next best players we usually talk about by player rank are Byron Jones and Barry Church at safety, and they are also getting most of their points from tackles. And, I mean, I don't see any reason to think that that's going to change, necessarily. Um, they're both kind of borderline startable. I actually think Barry Church is most start- more startable than Byron Jones because he missed four weeks. Um, yeah. so his average really should be higher, although he's only got eight and seven since coming back from that injury, so you can kind of, you can make the argument either way. Yeah, but, but I would eight feel, and seven's not bad for let, safety. Let's just say that if either of them had been available when I was trying to pick up a player <laughs> to fill that slot, I probably would have picked them up and played them. Yeah. So, so that's something, to give you a feel for where they fall. Other than that... You, it's hard to recommend any of these players. I mean, you've got yeah, two cornerbacks that are, you know, they're okay. Carr and Brown. I actually think Carr's pretty good real life, and he's at least decently consistent with, uh, you know, a lot of threes to his name, but there's a decent <laughs> number of sixes as well, and and no zeros, so that's something. And uh, Anthony Brown has been more hit or miss. I guess at some level maybe that's what you want in a cornerback, but... Uh, I don't know. Neither of them are great options. And, for example, in our league, neither of them are owned, and I think that's maybe going to continue. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not much else going on. Again, there's there's just some kind of opportunity problems. I mean, maybe you're best off cornerback with Orlando Skandrick, who also missed four weeks, and therefore his average also should be higher. He got ten points last week, but that's um, that involved a forced fumble. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that's... It depends. It depends what you're looking for, but really, in terms of strong recommendations, it's Sean Lee, and then kind of weak recommendation Byron Church and Barry, Byron Jones and Barry Church, and then after that, it, I'm I'm staying away if I if I can manage it. That sounds good to me. All right, how about those Giants? Here we go. Football's legally part of their name, and the defense puts on a great game. The linebackers are fine; they just don't really shine. But the rest make offenses look lame. These New York football giants, which, again, I just want to point out, is legally their name. Because when they were incorporated in 1925, they had to be legally distinct from the baseball team that played in New York at the time that was called the Giants. Um, And also, fun fact, the initial investment for the New York football giants, $500. Can you imagine buying a football team today for $500? Probably wouldn't be a very good one. Yeah, that's true. Would you do it, though, if there was a a football team that played in the NFL that that somehow you could buy that was, like, so bad that it was worth only $500, would you buy it? Yeah, sure. I mean, I would listen... I'm not. I'm not saying I'm a high roller, but I would pay a thousand dollars. Oh, oh man, that would be that would be truly spectacular to see. I I would enjoy that very much. I think. Um, and as far as fantasy fantasy goes, we're actually in pretty good shape here. There's 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 five at least, maybe six players to recommend here on the New York Giants. We've got the the number one scoring safety in our. And our current scoring system is Landon Collins. And by most... Um, He's actually the number one scoring player yes, in our scoring system. Yes, that is also system. true. Yeah, and by, by most reckonings, he's also maybe the best safety... He's the safety who's having the best season 
in actual football right now too. He's yeah, been, I think he's so. been playing like a man possessed by a good football player uh, this season, and there's really no signs of that slowing down at all. So you know, if you've got Landon Collins, you're in great shape. Um, JPP Jason Pierre-Paul he he had a really great start to the year and uh, he even recorded uh, this amazing game two weeks ago where he managed to score 29 points yeah which is utterly astounding um he's of course now out for the season so not not worth picking up but if you you know if you're in a keeper had, league or if you're in a well, keeper league or something and you already, so. that, yeah no one's getting rid of him he's really quite good uh, we've also got the second highest scoring cornerback in our scoring format on, on this team, Janoris Jenkins, who is having a year that is good for fantasy and and confusing in the real world. Like, yeah. he he might not be good in the real world, but he might be really good in the real world. His results are mixed, and no one's really sure about, about the process there. But the point is, if you have him in fantasy, he's got... Four weeks with more than 12 points this year, it's which pretty is good. pretty good. It's that great, the great high-variance cornerback that you need. Um, the the only qu- the questionable one here, got Jonathan Casillas, there aren't any standout linebackers on this Giants yeah. team in terms of fantasy scoring, right? They're good enough to get the job done on the, f- on the football field, but in terms of fantasy points, there's just the tackles are too evenly distributed. Well, They're I'm- not... Part of the problem is that they have two top ten defensive tackles eating up yeah, tackle numbers, which is truly amazing. That there are there, definitely Damon Harris is worth owning on your team. He's the second best defensive tackle in our scoring system, and he's been having a monster season this year. He has yeah. three ten point plus games this year, and you know only three games with less than five points in the whole season, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, Jonathan Hankins has been much more uneven than that, but yeah. But the defensive tackle is, he still winds up 8th overall, so... Yeah, still, there's two 11-point games on his to his reckoning, so, like, that's, that's you know, if you are having trouble finding defensive tackles, he's also totally startable. Uh, and, and the last person I'm going to talk about is Olivier Vernon, who's been having a really good year at defensive end for, for the Giants as well, and a lot of people were... I think the narrative going into this season from the pundits was that the Giants had spent so much on this defense... And that it wasn't really going to be worth it because there was no way that defense was that important anymore because football has completely forgotten it's where it came from and just decided that defense doesn't matter anymore. Uh, and these these New York football giants have shown that that may not be the case because Eli Manning is he was good once. I will give you that. He was once a good quarterback. This year, he is not a good quarterback. He's been steadily getting worse for the last six years. And that's not... I mean, like, he's 36 years old, right? Like, Dan Marino retired when he was 35. I mean, we've only recently... There's a lot of recency bias going on here because we've got Tom Brady, who's 110 or whatever, and Peyton Manning just retired at 50, and Brett Favre played until he literally died of old age. So we've got these three recent examples of quarterbacks who just played forever and Eli Manning has hit the normal age where normal quarterbacks just stop playing and refuses to stop playing and it's it would be a problem for the Giants if their defense weren't so damn good yeah and they I mean they shut down the Cowboys they're the only team that's managed to do it so I think it's reasonable to think that uh they're pretty good
All right, James. It's a hard act to follow since we gave pretty good pickups last week. Yeah. And uh, and that's going to be tough. Tough to beat. But we're going to give it a shot. Yeah. So, for this week, it, this late in the season, I'm really focused on just the week-by-week matchup. I don't necessarily think that this player I'm about to recommend is a stellar player in general, but DJ Swearinger of the Arizona Cardinals going up against the Saints this week. Very pass-heavy team. Um, playing in New Orleans, right? Like I, I think that this week is a week where Swearinger totally has a chance to score one of his 17-point games like he had in Week 12 against uh, another pretty pass-heavy team in Atlanta. Um, so uh, if you are desperate, you need a safety that can score you a bunch of points, Swearinger's your guy. He's probably available because yep. he's not consistent. Speaking of which, A.J. Klein of the Carolina Panthers oh. most likely will be the one starting in favor of Luke Keekley. That's what he's been doing for the last couple weeks. And on those weeks, he scored 10 against Oakland, then 4.5 against Seattle, then 14.5 against San Diego. So, I mean, you've at least got a chance there. He's playing at Washington. It seems like he does pretty well against the teams that like to throw, right? Oakland and San Diego are the, yeah. are the bigger numbers there. And Washington likes to throw. We so, do. you know, he'll be chasing around Jordan Reed and uh, and have to tackle him, presumably. So Somebody's that's probably what to. I'm looking for. Um, unless, of course, Kwiatkowski is still available. Yes. Let's just re-recommend Kwiatkowski there. Because <laughs> uh, that went well for us. If you want a, a, another fun safety pickup for this week, I recommend you turn your attention towards the San Francisco 49ers with uh, Eric Reed out for most of the season on injured reserve. They've been searching for a safety to come in and take that role. And uh, they may have finally found one in Jaquiski Tart which is a truly astounding name. Um, it is. But That's Tart with two T's. It is three T's in total. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> two at the end there. He uh, he recorded 12 tackles in a sack against the New York Jets uh, last week, which, you know, 12 tackles. Yeah. There's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, and this week they go up against Atlanta, who are probably better than the Jets, but, you know, still have to get tackled eventually. Thank you for listening to the Impenetrable Fortress podcast. Our theme and interstitial music is Dear Liza by Ned and The Dirt. You can still get their album for people for Christmas. There's still time. Yeah. Christmas isn't even until next Yeah, we'll have Sunday. one more podcast before that, now. in fact. Somehow we're finishing up all the teams before Christmas, which I don't remember that being how this goes, but it's happening. Um, or I miscounted and I missed two teams that we're doing but it should be right this is week 15 and yeah. it should take 16 it should take weeks 16 so weeks, I can, yeah. we must have taken a bye week last year i think i think we probably did so anyway that'll be that'll be that uh hit of the week i was gonna propose an actual physical hit this week in okay the, uh the uh the it's what is his name everett's hit on darren sproles in oh the, yeah in the vaunted Philadelphia Washington game. Yes. The hit that had the stadium ready to rip the throats out of every single Washington football player yes. in there, if not held back by common human decency and some fences. Yeah. Yeah. 
It yeah, was, it was uh, I mean, it was quite a hit. That this is isn't, sure. <laughs> usually we're joking at this point, but I've, I, I may not have seen a harder hit this season. Yeah. So. And the best part of it is, is Darren Sproles got up and walked away. Yeah. So, so everybody was okay. Uh, for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> All right. I think that will do us. We will be back next week, hopefully, hopefully previewing and about to go zero and 16 Cincinnati or Cleveland Browns team and the Cincinnati Bengals Bengals. they'll be playing against um not playing against it's just the two teams that are left so we will be back with that next week from Alan and James stay stay low. low